welcome to machine learning. I want to talk about hedge funds because we were yesterday in our podcast I talked about the trillion dollar meltdown and basically have to understand what hedge funds are. Hedge funds are alternative investments. They use complex techniques like mutual funds and IFTs, electronic trade funds. IFTs are derivatives. So a derivative can be connected to any asset, and there's always a winner and a loser in a derivative. So it depends on which party you are in for earnings. For example, an investor could buy into an IFT, and they would allow a certain amount of investment to occur through the hedge fund into the IFT. And if the asset prices are appreciating, then it's going up. If it's uh, the IFT values or valuations are going up, if, it, if the asset's going down, then it's going down. But it's not necessarily one-to-one because it's even though it's connected to an asset, it's still a derivative. And it's almost as if you're buying and selling shares on that asset. And so it's based, the pricing is based on supply and demand. Um, hedge funds are professionally managed. They use pools of money to buy investment securities and other investments. Hedge funds are private funds that are exempted from regulatory and operational constraints of public mutual funds, allowing them to take higher risk and engage in more sophisticated strategies. To maximize returns and minimize risk, a hedge fund manager may hold traditional securities such as stocks and bonds, but they may also use non-traditional strategies like short positions and derivatives such as options. Um, options are give them their, that's why they call it a hedge, is that they can use those options to gamble on the direction of the price. And they can also, with derivatives, leverage. And those are the two concerns that you have. So in the 2009, as I pondered about last night, one of the problems was that the hedge funds were borrowing money from banks. And when the when their security values uh, were dropping, they needed to refinance that uh, those those uh, um, assets and that would require additional money to come from the banks and so the banks were in a crisis because they couldn't provide that additional funding because they didn't have it and they needed to get help from the government for a bailout now we're going to look at a particular hedge fund in a moment, but they are very speculative and they are very aggressive. And one of the reasons that investors like hedge funds is because of returns. When the economy is booming, when inflation was raging, hedge funds were making lots of money. And so because of their investment strategies and their leveraging, they were making lots of money. Now, who uses hedge funds? This is kind of interesting. Hedge fund investors are commonly institutional investors. 
pension funds and high net worth individuals that it can afford the high minimum investment requirements associated with hedge funds, which are typically between $100,000 to $2 million. So if you wanted to invest in a hedge fund, you have to have lots of money. Um, in 1949, Alfred Jones used the strategy of buying stocks hedged with short sales. Okay, so what a short sale is, is a profit on the decline of the stock. So you, um, you borrow money and then uh, use the, as the stock decreases in valuation, then you have the right at that point to exercise that option and buy it at the low point. So he was he was engaged in some sort of strategy betting against the stock market. Probably part of the elite group, but it was um, profit taking on the misfortune of the market. Perhaps the largest boom in the hedge funds occurred in the 1990s. Okay, we know Paulson heard that name. He made a ton of money in the 2009 meltdown, about $5 billion. The hedge fund he worked for made even more, uh, $145 billion, and all based on a arbitrage that existed in the interest rates due to excessively low interest rates and very high-risk loans that the banks were giving out to um, mortgages and then selling those mortgages as uh, bond bundles and then the market realizing that those were underperforming bonds, so their ratings dropped. Okay, now hedge funds... Uh, usually charge 1% to 2% of a fund's assets, fees 20%, and also take 20% of the returns above a predetermined benchmark. So some of the things that they engage in are short selling, which I talked about, volatile trading, arbitrage. Arbitrage is how they made the money in 2009, where they, they realized that arbitrage means that you can take from one area, uh, let's say if you had an interest rate that was lower, you would borrow money from the area that was low, uh, from the na nation that was lower interest rates, and then invest in the nation where the interest rates were higher and capitalize on the yield difference. That's called arbitrage. Leveraging equity, uh, managing futures, so they're, they're uh, engaged in future trading. Future trading is on the, it can be done on currencies, equity, or commodities. Long and short term equity, uh, event driven strategies, quantitative strategies. And global macro strategies. So they're, you know, they're trying to capture any inefficiency they can observe in the market. All right. So now let's move to hedge fund reckoning. 
Now this one is uh, based on the hedge fund D1, and it borrowed money to buy stakes in private companies and post massive gains. Well, some of those gains were really impressive. Um, they they gained um, about seventy percent in a, in a single year, and the way they did that was through borrowing money. So they borrow money from the bank. <clears throat> they also have <clears throat> investors. They again, they have you know lots of money, and they allow them to invest in these highly speculative financial instruments. Well, that was fine while assets were appreciating. Um, so D1 is this capital, it's an American investment firm out of New York, and it's a hedge fund, and it was founded four years ago, so it's just barely brand new. Um, and D stands for D1, concept espoused by Amazon, Jeff Bezos. The CEO was chief investment officer is Sun Ham, and he put $500 million of his own money to create the firm. And then it is usually grouped with other Tiger Cub Club Cub funds due to the firm being spun out from one. Okay, the firm originally managed three billion dollars of capital, which rose to twenty million by the end of 2022. So you can you can imagine that's a, almost a sevenfold increase, and it was annualizing at 30 percent in 2020. The capitalized return was 60%. The article I read said 70%. But they were borrowing money from J.P. Morgan, and now they're in trouble. And the, and the, the question is, is how are they going to raise their money to continue their finances? Because they're, will they, they sell investments to build capital for collateral to get more money from the bank? Um, will they sell off stock and then raise money in terms of cash, or will they uh, prevent the investors from withdrawing money? In 2021, the firm signed a 10-year lease to open another office in Miami, Florida. Um, in 2022, it was reported that the fund lost 23% of its value at the start, and its uh, public equity strategy lost 44%. So there is some reckoning that seems to be going on. And the question is, is as we look at the, you know, you look at these um, hedge funds, and their connection to the bank. So what they do is they're just like a very powerful client to the bank because 
the bank has lots of they get collateral from the hedge fund the hedge fund has large investors not like small stock investors they have large investors and they make lots of money so they have lots of capital so the banks give them loans but in the process of giving them loans because of the nature speculative nature of the hedge fund if they start to lose money then uh, they will need to get larger loans to cover the loans that they're losing, losing on in hopes that the economy will turn around. But where hedge funds do really poorly is in like a sharp correction, like in 2009, where there was serious overvaluation and the ratings were not good. And they called everything toxic and they realized some of the um, tactics that were going over in the finance in England and there were sharp moves at the large institutional level that were causing panic in the financial markets. So that's where they did poorly. Then the, they got the bell out, so now everything started correcting and things recovered and the hedge funds capitalized on that recovery and they also capitalized on their investments in the insurance on the bonds in both in for example in the CDS the price of the CDS is based on the spread so if the if the spread meaning the amount that they have to cover increases then the cost of the CDS goes up or the premium goes up for ensuring that um, against default on the bonds. So they could buy and sell those CDSs like commodities. Or if they were the party that was investing in the bonds, then they could get a payout from the CDS also.